Hello, hello, and welcome to Talking the Walk, real people seeking a real God. We're going to continue on the uh, train of podcasts with episode three. Here we're going to dive right into our topics for the podcast. We're starting off with pain and suffering, holding nothing back. We're going to go right into the deep end and talk about a very deep theological issue, but more than that, it's... It's something that is on the forefront of almost everyone's brains, uh, whether or not you believe in a God that is above the universe and is benevolent and listens to prayers, or if you're just going about your everyday life, you notice pain. Either you stub your toe, or uh, there is a traumatic event in your family, or uh, natural disasters and chaos all around us. How do we reconcile these observations of pain and suffering around the world with a uh, supposedly benevolent, uh, kind, just, loving God? And uh, I'm going to be uh, talking with Tracy Lahr, the evangelist here at the Champaign Church of Christ, about what does the Bible have to say on these topics and how does our everyday life inform our faith. A little bit later on in the podcast, we're going to hear from Carol Wood, a uh, school teacher and member here at the church. And she's going to tell us a little bit about um, when she first started thinking about spiritual matters in college and how this topic of pain and suffering kind of intersects is, I'll, I'll leave that up to uh, you, the listener, but in many ways, we're going to get into this podcast about pain and suffering that's caused uh, in many ways by our own actions and our own uh, trajectory in life. And Carol's going to speak to that uh, a little bit later on in the podcast when we interview her. But uh, for starters, let's get into the, the, the topic. Let's talk about pain and suffering, why it exists, how it can exist in uh, tandem with uh, a loving God. Well, it's, it's real. You can't deny this is a messed up place and there's a lot of pain and suffering. And, right. Uh, all of us, the, the mortality rate is, is, is still at 100%. So no matter what, we're all going to die someday. If, if we're all praying, yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, God's going to, if we're all praying, God, heal this person, heal this person. And for everybody, 100%, at some point in time, the answer is going to be no. Hmm. And, and so how do we handle that? And that's really something we've got to look at. Because again, if God is real, uh, we, we can't be afraid of this question. Well, that's why I was wondering, like, why, of all the things we could talk about, why is this sort of like the first one that we could, is, is it partly what you just said about it, it can be a very strong, you know, uh, argument. There can be lots of ways to take the argument. So it's just naturally something to talk but, about. Well, yeah, it's not just that it's an argument because, you know, I mean, there's no end to theological or, you know, logical or whatever arguments. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them don't really interest me, but this one gets so wrapped up uh, in not just just what does the Bible say and things like that, but it's emotions. I mean, it, and it hits everyone and it hits us emotionally and it's so difficult for us. Uh, I, I know it is for me. The worst time, and you know, people will tell you, experts, you know, psychologists, psychiatrists, all of those types, they'll tell you, the worst time to make a decision about something, particularly a big decision, is when you are under a lot of emotional duress. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so you're, you're clouded. You're, exactly. You're yeah. not thinking straight. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, here you are, you know, you're, you're hurting because of something that's happened to you or something that's happened to someone you love. Uh, and, and you're feeling tons of emotion. And now you're trying to make decisions on, on truly one of the greatest things of all, like God, right? Mm -hmm. And how I feel about God when I'm in the middle of 
of all of this stress and confusion and emotional pain and, and chaos. So I think this one thing is, is great for us to talk about is, well, maybe I'm not feeling that stress right now. So let's let's try to talk about it now. Sure. Uh, what does the Bible say? What is logical about it? What you know? I mean, it seems logical that if God is a God of love and mercy, that there would be no pain and suffering. But is that really logical mm -hmm. to really mm -hmm. think about? Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's the things I really want to talk about because when you think about things like like you know pain and suffering, I mean, there are the kind of this fringe groups, and some of them are even religious groups. I guess they are religious groups that will tell you that pain and suffering. Uh, they don't really exist. They're only in your mind. Mm -hmm. it's, like it's constructs of kind of matrix style. Uh, it's weird. It's, I, I don't know. There's a, there's a Latin term for it. I call it. Uh, it's, it's stupid. <laughs> uh, and, 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 and it's, it's just re it's, it's ridiculous. No, I, it, it does exist. <laughs> mm. uh, somebody walks up and, and, and whacks you upside the head with a board, it's going to hurt. Mm. You know? And um, it's not that, oh, that's all in my mind. No, it's in my mind. It's in my mm. nerve endings. It's in the side of my face. Mm -hmm. uh, all of those things. I'm not. That, that's kind of stupid. So, phys you're, what you're saying is to dismiss the fact that pain exists in this world um, outside of what I choose to be pain or not pain is to say like you're not really looking at like the physicality of how we're set. Just up. the reality of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it is. Mm -hmm. So okay, there's there's that, and you know that's kind of like a saying of, of uh, this is how I deal with it. It doesn't exist. Mm. Well, that's that's just stupid. You know, it's kind of like that old guy on the that TV show that just said, "You can't see me. I'm invisible," mm. and everybody's looking at him. He's going, "No, no, no. You can't see me. I'm invisible." Right. And you know, everybody goes, "Okay, you're you're a whack job." Uh -huh. And uh, so anyway, um, it, it does exist, and and I think we got to look at pain and suffering. And when I think it through, you know, Bob, I, I looked at, I, I came up with like several different sources or types of pain and of suffering. Pain. Okay. And, and, and and some of them are easier to to logically work through. Okay. Uh, like for some, like there's pain and suffering that is caused by our own actions. Self so, self inflicted in the kind of basically, yeah, it's our own fault. It's like I, I believe that if we abuse ourselves, okay, we can't be angry with with God for not stepping in and helping us avoid the consequences of abusing ourselves. Hmm. And, you know, if I, if I jump off a b building. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's laws of nature. There's gravity. Mm -hmm. I can't be angry at God when I hit the bottom. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like, you know. Why did he set up gravity? Why did God yeah. do this to me? Yeah, you know, no, you jumped off a building. Mm -hmm. You know, come on. Or, or you know, more, probably more uh, apropos is, okay, I eat terribly for my whole life and, and, and mm -hmm. don't exercise, don't do anything. You know, at 60, the doctor tells me you're diabetic and you have incredibly high cholesterol. Your heart's all clogged up and you're a mess. And I go, God, why are you doing this to me? And God's mm -hmm. going, what are you talking about? I didn't do, you're the one that's been doing this to yourself, eating fried chicken every day and all of these things. Mm. And that kind of brings up something that I bet philosophically we'll get into about you have the freedom to choose. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. Okay. But, 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 but I mean, these are, are just consequences and, and, right. and it's not even just health things. I mean, certainly, you know, like my, my father died 17 years ago from lung cancer. I, I was not angry at God for that. He smoked. You know, uh, heavily since he was a, a young teen. Mm -hmm. And he knew it and you knew it that that's what's... Well, he didn't know when he started because back in the 40s, nobody knew that. I mean, right. even the doctors were telling you, yeah, smoking is good for you, blah, sure, blah, sure, blah. Sure. But the the fact is that he would, he did it. He made the decision mm -hmm. do this, you know, and... and so so those are, but those are health things. There, there are other ways in which we can inflict pain or suffering 
on ourselves or because of our own actions. Well, certainly, like, yeah. That are more maybe on the kind of emotional spectrum. Or emotional or, or, or moral. Like, for instance, uh, you know, uh, somebody goes out and commits adultery. Hmm. Okay. And or and they're having... purposes of this, what do you mean by adultery? Okay, I like, like they have an affair, a marital affair. Uh, and then all of a sudden, their spouse founds out. Now they're divorced. Now they can't be with their kids, and they get angry at God. Why are you doing this? Why have you destroyed my life? And God is up there saying, again, I didn't tell you to go have that affair. I didn't. Hmm. As a matter of fact, I told you don't do that. You right. know, if you um, checked into it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been trying to tell you not to do that. Hmm. Uh, but but then again, sometimes our actions like that cause suffering in our lives and, and consequently suffering in other people's lives, which we'll get to. That's another source of suffering. Yeah, because the flip side of the other person in the adultery situation. They get hurt and they, they have to suffer. They get hurt by something somebody else did. Exactly. Necessarily exactly. Okay. Um, um, but th there, there's that. There is, uh, you know, every time there's, or not every time, but I mean, there's a, like an unwanted pregnancy or a teenage pregnancy and you're going, God, you know, why are you doing this? Why are you ruining my life? And the fact is, there are certain biological laws in place that when the man and the woman, they get together uh, and they have sex, having a baby is a possibility. Yeah. You know, and it's not God's fault, man, you know, that that particularly happened. Yeah, seventh grade health class kind of it spelled would, that it out. It would tell you. So, yeah, there's a whole category of things that, that bring pain and suffering that can be directly traced back to I, I got myself into this i i did this and these are the consequences yeah but in general why do you think it why do you think i would blame god or transfer blame to god or or hide behind the understanding of blaming god for those like why is it so but, hard to own up to well come own? on bob look at look at everything I'm just trying. I mean, to, I'm try, I, know I know I, I know. sort of know it, but for the sake of talking about it, yeah. But I'm just saying, look at look at society. I mean, we are such a litigious, suing society. Mm. I, I heard a news thing today on the Today Show. That, I mean, I think they were they, the, the tagline was the worst aunt ever, or as they would say in New England, auntie, auntie. right? Ever. This woman went to her eight year old nephew's birthday party. The eight year old. Uh, yelled, I, I love you. I think her name was Jen. Auntie Jen ran and, and jumped into her arms. She fell down, broke her wrist. Four years later, she sues this 12-year-old kid now Whoa. for $120,000. And, of course, the, the court said, you're mental. Get out of here. Yeah. And they, kept, they threw it out. But the point is, is, you know, well, it was an accident. It happened. Mm. I've got to blame somebody. That's kind of in our in our in our society, and I mean, if, certainly, if someone was negligent or something was was you know certain someone was 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 purposely trying to take advantage of somebody else, that's another thing. But another thing is, it's like we we hate to own up to things. We hate to say, you know what, I made decisions. It's my fault. I got to suffer the consequences. I got to man up and just say, look, I, I got to. We're full of blame your parents, blame society, blame the economy, blame the president, blame the Republicans, blame the Democrats, blame God, blame, blame, blame. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you know, sometimes that's where the blame lies. Sometimes it isn't. Mm. Sometimes it lies with you. Sometimes it lies with other people, admittedly, mm -hmm. who do things that hurt you. And that is true. Mm -hmm. But not always. You yeah. can't always just. And sometimes there's nothing to blame. 
Mm. And that's another one. It's kind of like a, uh, I had a friend, uh, Brad, who, who, who last year, young, not young, I mean, according to me, young, he is about my age, um, healthy as a, you know, all get out jogger, lean, hard bodied, you know, all of that type of thing. He's out jogging, boom, kills over, stroke, he's dead. You know, uh, doesn't have the high cholesterol, doesn't have the heart disease. Like I said, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's an athlete. And sometimes you just got to go. I don't know. This is well, a genetic thing. It's a you know whatever. Right. Yeah. It's okay. So so not to like formally uh, segue into kind of another area, okay. but that's exactly what I'm starting to think is sometimes pain you could you could misconstrue pain as coming as a result of my own actions. Right. I, Brad, chose to go out jogging and somehow or another physically that, you know, caused that stroke would eventually cause me to die. Right. And look at all the pain and suffering that comes from such an early, you know, death. Unexpected. Unexpected. Yeah. Um, so in a sense, we're also we're talking about if there is a just, loving, uh, you know, and in, in a lot of ways in America, we think kind God. We right. Misconstrued loving and kind. If there is a if there is that kind of God. Why is that even an option for me to choose something like like why does right. it, why why don't I just get redirected to not do that that day yeah. you know or and then and then somewhere I'm, I'm in heaven and he says you know I stopped you from running that day yeah yeah I bailed you, you out of that one if you wouldn't so like what do you say to that when when like where does that argumentation take us where where does that mm -hmm. go in terms of understanding this type of God well again I think there, there's a couple of points that I see on that one and, and the first one is is we, we always assume God's going to bail us out of everything. Uh, why do we assume that he's going to bail yeah. us out of everything? Well, because he loves me. I'm a good guy. I'm not that bad. You know? That's two-parter. He loves me? Uh-huh. And? Well, I see, because I'm not that bad of a guy. Oh, okay. It, I mean, he it, wouldn't say dominoes. that Yahoo uh, criminal down the street. Surely oh, he doesn't. Okay. I, I mean, I'm better than him for crying out loud. God, come on. So this is appealing more to like the, the judgment side of, a, of an omniscient being over the universe, that he understands right. the right and wrong, and he understands I'm in the right. So. And so why doesn't he take care of me? I got it. You know, and, and this, is a, this is a thing that people have felt. There's, there's verses in the Bible, in the Psalms. Uh, you know, when people are feeling uh, very emotional about things, David and, and other psalmists, and they're saying, God, what's the deal? These evil people seem to be prospering. They're, you know, things are going great for them, and here I am trying to love you, and my life sucks. Yeah, think about Job. Right, right. And and, and so, you know, we kind of we look at other people, and most of the time, if we're honest with ourselves, we, being real people, we think we're pretty okay. You know, we can always find somebody worse than us. Worse. And uh, to me, it, it gets back to, okay, if God really is just and fair, he's pretty much got to see everybody the same um, and, and kind of have a, a, a level playing field. There's a verse that Jesus talks about in uh, the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5, verse 45, where it talks about God causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous, basically saying God doesn't have these arbitrary, well, this is a good person, this is a bad person. This is an American. That's a not an American. That's a communist over there. I don't like communism because they don't believe in me. I like America because they say we have God, in God we trust on the money. God doesn't look at things that way necessarily. He sees us all as his children, his family. And he, he, he tries to go, I want to treat you all the, the same way, to have you all really have that same opportunity if you will 
And uh, but even when I was thinking about that, I'm going, well, okay, but we don't all have the same opportunity. How come, you know, this kid gets born into a millionaire's family, and this other kid gets born in an impoverished uh, third world country? And there's pain and suffering as a result of being born where you're born. Exactly. But again, you see, so even all of that, if God says, you know what, there's a certain amount of randomness in the world, I don't pick who gets born here, there, and everywhere. Hmm. It just happens. Okay, and 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 it's kind of there's another verse in Ephesians where it talks about uh, Ephesians chapter three. By the way, I think your Matthew but, one is off a little. bit. It is five forty five. It's not five forty five. I heard thirty five. Oh well, books. I'm sorry. It was five forty five. Is what I if I didn't say it, I, I meant to say it. You okay, can go back and 45. check forty five when I record. There it is. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll change your turf. Sorry, yeah, okay. okay. Uh, but so what's the one in Ephesians? Ephesians 3, uh, 14 and 15, where it talks about, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom the whole family, every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. God has always been referred to as Father, and he says every family on earth derives its name from that Father, not just white Anglo-Saxon American families. Hmm. You know, not just Europe, you know, what, what do they call it, European type. I mean, it's mm-hmm. every family, every, every person on the planet, God says, I'm your father and you're my children. Okay. And we, we're always looked at his children, his family. And, and that's kind of the nature of that relationship. And it helps us to even think, I think, Bob, about the relationship. I know you're not a father. Okay. Nope. I'm a father, but, but you've got a father. Sure. Okay, all right. Uh, you know, fathers want to protect their kids. We want to teach your kids. We want to guide them. We want to protect them, although we realize we can't always do that. Why? There's a limitation. To well, it. there's a limit because we want our kids to grow up and move out. Trust me, when you have a kid, you'll love them. You will want them to someday, though, move out. Right. Get your own life. Get a job. Get an apartment. All right? So, God, move out. You've got to live your life. Even though it's a dangerous world out there, hmm. you got to figure out how to do it. I believe in many ways that's what God has done for us. He's given us that will to choose, that freedom. Okay, he wants us to live our life. And yes, he tries to teach us and he tries to guide us and he tries to protect us from the dangers. But he lets us live our lives. And I think we've got to see what an incredible gift God has given us. By letting us live our lives. The freedom to choose. The freedom to live our life. Because what happens, Bob, with your father, and here you are, you're, you're an adult, you're a married man yourself. What if your father tried to control your life, tell you, no, this, you don't live there, live here, do this, do that. And he tried to control your whole life. What would that do to you? It'd be, uh, it would probably drive me further away. Okay. At least in my own perspective of trying to live my own life. Be like, Dad... I want to live my own life. I want to do my own thing. I mean, I even remember starting to want to do that in high school. Sure. Right? I'm starting to form my own opinions. I'm starting to see senior ditch day. Uh-huh. I want a ditch like everyone else. <laughs> Parents didn't want me to do that. No. They, 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 but I was still sort of under their control at that point and being in their house and sort of, yeah. you know, um, taking after them. But then after that point, they don't, they don't tell me not to ditch work. They don't t- so so. There's this point in which they let go, and I would probably react if there was more control. More, sure. I would I would push away. I would want right. to get 
if you're not going to let me have my own space, I'm going to make my own make space. Your, and and it creates a very bad, dysfunctional relationship. And I think that's the same way it would be with God and us if God tried to control our every move, hmm. tried to make all of our decisions for us. Uh, uh, don't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. Do this. Do that. Now, he's told us what choices to make. And people even rebel against that. They get angry at the fact that he just tells us right. in the Bible. These choices will make your life good. These choices will mess you up. Mm. And we rebel against those, even just telling him, much less him forcing it upon us. So it's, it's funny how people want that freedom, want that independence, and the respect of let me make my own decisions. But when... Bad things happen. We get angry at the one who gave us that freedom. Hmm. You, you you can't have both. It's like I, I what we what so many people they they don't want God a father. They want God a genie in a bottle, a celestial genie in a bottle to just give me my every whim whenever I want it. And that's not the relationship. That's not the nature of the relationship with God or us. So I guess if I know we got to wrap this up. If you tie the, you know, kind of what we're trying to talk about here up a little bit, there's a certain randomness in this world. There's a certain uh, uh, just things that don't make sense. Mm -hmm. But that's part of uh, the, the the world that we live in, and God loves us enough to give us the freedom to live in that world, and He will guide us to help us navigate through it if we let Him. But He will not force us to. Mm. And consequently, we do end up suffering a lot of things. Now, there is another side to it about, well, what about the things that have nothing to do with the decisions I make right. and my freedom of choice? Well, and how is it? And we can talk about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah we, can, we can talk about that on another time. Okay. Because um, I think that's, in, in a lot of ways, that's more of the, uh, the brain side of it, right? Right. Unless, well, it's even harder emotionally to grasp. It is. Yeah. And, and unless you are suffering from a tornado just came through your right. area and, you know, family members that you used to have are no longer here and you now you're de dealing with your house or a hurricane, that it's harder to emotionally connect to those sure. things. But I think it's still important, like at a mind level, to think about, okay, who is this God who lets things like this happen yeah. or makes things like this happen or what is it? Um, but real quickly, what I wanted to kind of wrap up all this with is you've got this father allowing us to make this choice. All right. But and and I already sort of know this because I know enough about the Bible to know you say th that fatherly figure can and, and does want to help guide right. and give instruction. But is there any relief in sight by following that instruction? Let's say I'm in pain because of something I've done to myself or sure. habitually am doing to myself, either spiritually, physically, emotionally. Is, is there any instruction out of that pain in this life? Mm -hmm. Or is it all just a matter of like, wait till heaven and then everything will yeah, be right. great? You well, know? I mean, certainly, you know, we talked about before, there's certain types of suffering that we call it, we bring upon ourselves because of our own actions. Yeah. Uh, we talked about dietary things, and uh, but you know we also talked about um, moral things. Sure, I mean you know God He talks about lying mm -hmm. and don't be a liar. Just be honest, be truthful, be a person of integrity. Uh, because why? Because lying is going to mess up your life. It's going to mess up your relationships. It can you can get fired. Blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. So there is that. Okay, if I get on God's track, let's say I'm not on it and I'm suffering these consequences. Right. But if I get on God's track, I can eliminate a lot of this consequences 
just by living the way he wants me to live. Mm. And that's a lot of what people don't see. In the Bible, I hear people saying, ah, it's just a real book of do's and don'ts. God doesn't want me to have any fun. I've heard that a million times. I'm going, are you, are you an idiot? God wants you to have fun. He doesn't want you to suffer the consequences of some of these bad habits, these bad character traits. Immorality, going around and just having sex with multiple people at the time seems like a lot of fun. That's why it's so popular. Hmm. But then later on, you realize your self-esteem is in the gutter. Or you've got all these uh, uh, parents with single-family homes, and or I mean these children with single-family homes. Or you've got, you know, I, I meet these people, these these women who have five kids with three different men, and it's just a mess. And there's a lot of suffering involved emotionally as well as economically that could have been avoided if they had just followed God's plan. And so I see a lot in the Bible that is written. God saying, no, no, actually. For you to, for you to function and live live optimally, mm. the way you were designed, the way life was designed to live, do this. You know, this is the owner's manual, if you will. Do this. When we veer off from that, it, it takes mileage off of us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it messes us up. So yeah, there are some things you can't avoid. You know, I mean, natural disasters or, or things like that. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of things in this world that can be avoided. Just by living the life that God calls us to live. And I think that's that's a perfect note to really kind of wrap this up and end on. Mm-hmm. Because we're talking about uh, a conception of a, of a being who is our father. You kind of said that first, every family from him. And getting back to that model right. of, of, of a being in this universe is really all about kind of listening to that father and seeing like, okay, father knows best. Yeah. What, what should I be doing here? What, what should I, and like you said, to be optimal, we're all kind of a derivative off of that first. So we're all kind of flawed because we're, we're a few steps away, but if we can be looking to get back, maybe we can salvage some of this time kind of on earth as we're flawed and dying and decaying to avoid some of this, um, this, this pain and suffering that we might incur without it. Okay, so there you have it, a little bit of Bible knowledge on the subject. We're actually going to dive deeper into the topic of pain and suffering, among other topics. Here we mostly hit on pain and suffering that is caused by our own volition, uh, of something of uh, uh, the gift of free will then gives every human being the opportunity to incur pain and suffering. And uh, later on in in episode four, we're actually going to go more into other types of suffering, pain, chaos that exists in the universe and the world around us and how that can affect our everyday lives. But for now, we're actually going to jump into an interview that we had with Carol Wood, a local school teacher who tells us about, you know, her first encounter with this real God as she was on a journey of, of spiritual discovery in college. And we'll get into some of her story and find out how maybe some of this, um, this, this subject of pain and suffering actually intersects with her walk and, and her learning about who God is and, and who she is in relation to him. And I clearly remember making a choice. God, I know you're there. I know you're the direction I need to go. I'm going to put you on the back burner. Yeah, right I'll now. be back. I'll get back to you on that, God. I totally yeah. remember uh-huh. making that decision. Okay, so, and, and, and Bob and had mentioned I, something about feeling trapped. 
at some point? Did you feel like at some point you wanted to make the decision, but then you you couldn't? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm here now. I've gone too far down the road. There's no way out. Yeah. Absolutely. So what made you feel that? I mean. Um, I think because I just let decisions I made, made spiral out of control. Getting, you know, I'd say yes to, I'll try this drug. That's it. I'll draw the line here. Yeah, I'm not going to get any stronger than this. Okay. And then I'd break my own rule, right? Right. Months later or whatever and try something else, get involved in something else draw the line mentally, mm-hmm. but I didn't live by that. And you're in right. college at this point yeah. when, when yeah. you're kind of noticing that spiraling. Mm-hmm. But you're also like, a, you're an athlete, right? I was. Yeah. What kind of athlete? Rowing. Come on. A sport that no one in the Midwest knows. No. <laughs> well, we don't have that many rivers in the Midwest. We're well, not I guess you have the Mississippi. Water. Water. Oh, We're not known for having access to water. Ivy League. It's all, uh, it's all in the ground. You know, fueling the corn and soy. U of I supposedly has a crew team. Yeah. Where? So, I read about in the paper. Where did they go? Like go to Kankakee River or something? Um, Danville. Yeah. Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, okay, you're an athlete, anyway, right? And, and so that also I justified in my mind. I was freshman in the varsity boat. If I don't lose my seat, it's all good. Because well, you know, and pretty much you're what eighteen, nineteen, bulletproof. You could, right. I mean, truly, at that age, Absolutely. you can take drugs and do things and still function. Yeah, there is a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, in some cases, we can convince ourselves I'm functioning better with the drugs. Maybe. <laughs> in a sports related sure context. I did, but... okay. okay. Well, I'm talking about certain stimulants and certain. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot of drugs sure. in sports. I mean, I'm told. I read a book. Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't okay. Know I read a book. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like I hear people say I had just enough religion to be miserable <laughs> because I knew enough that what I was doing was wrong. I did. But I didn't have enough conviction to change it yet. Or mm. enough knowledge of really what the truth was. Okay. Hmm. All right, so so you're saying your basic religion, religion, how about, uh, religious kind of a, background a was... soupy Sunday morning. I like that. Soupy Sunday. That could be another, a song, just another soupy Sunday. Can you add that in your next sermon? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but but yeah, you know, it's just, you go to church. You know what I mean, a lukewarmish. Yeah, yeah, you feel good, fuzzy warm feeling on a Sunday, but there's no. There wasn't the live that kind of life. Of course, I mean, I not to say that my parents or brothers were poor role. I mean, they were great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just, I own it. I mean, I made all the choices I did. Mm. And that's that's something, yeah. I caught up in it. Yeah, and that's what we had talked about earlier in the podcast about a lot of times there's consequences. You know, you make choices. Own up to it, though, you know. Say, this is what I did, you know, and I got to suffer the consequences. Now, do you feel like you suffered consequences? And I'm not I'm not talking spiritually like I was keeping you away right. from God, but in your life, or were you just living the dream in college? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I guess... That's probably the biggest factor that blows me away and probably has helped me stay faithful all these years is I don't know why. I don't mm-hmm. know why so many things should have happened to me. Okay. I should. I was in many car accidents. Mm. From drinking. You driving, other people driving. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Multiple times. Um, never got seriously hurt, mm. nor did anybody in the car, nor did we hurt someone else. Wow. Don't okay. know why. Never ended up pregnant, never, you know, so yeah. many things that should have happened to or me. Or could have happened, could yeah. have happened to me. Just, I know, you know, when I studied 
I studied God's word and saw the grace, I was just blown away by it wow. because mm. I didn't understand. Cool. No, well, let's to, jump to, to that. To have yeah. made that kind of decision, say, God, back burner for me. Yeah, now, yeah. I, mm. I feel like I deserve to have suffered. Certainly. Mm. Certainly. Mm. Now, well, let's get about what was it? That What was the... Like I said, I didn't, I didn't see did the you, video. How did you get to that point? Yeah, well, how did the you... Bible? You know what? What was the turning point? What was that? Um, that epiphany that you had was, that said, "I got to do something different here." I was in my senior year of college, um, getting close to graduating. Okay, so you've gone through four years of this, mm-hmm. then. Okay, mm-hmm. and um, really, just I felt very out of control, doing a lot of things, not um, just in a relationship that wasn't great, um, boyfriend situation that wasn't great. Just even remember having thoughts of like, you know, could I commit suicide? Could mm. I do something mm. like that? I'm so you're pretty, you're getting there. You're getting at the end of the road here. Okay. Mm. I mm. want out, and um, a really good friend <laughs> mm-hmm. in my circle of friends that I had known for a few years at college, Tom Wood, um, who incidentally is your husband now. Yes. Okay. How about incidentally? <laughs> yeah, really. There's probably, um, probably more than incidentally. He was one of the main drug dealers on campus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you were brought to the Lord by one of the main drug dealers uh, on campus. That's a whole actually, other podcast right there. We don't have time for that uh, story. Good night, he, I don't have time uh, not Jesus. to go into that story. All right. He had left, he had left school um, midway through sophomore year. His mother passed away mm-hmm. from cancer that had was... What do you call that? Metastasized? Yeah, I mean, she had had lung cancer and been okay for a few years. Oh, remission. Okay. Yeah, she was uh, in remission and came back. Yeah, okay. And yes. I didn't really know him then. I mean, I, we knew each other because it was a small campus. But um, anyway, he came back, tried to go back to school. It didn't work out for him. He ended up living in the community and getting a job and moved next door to a family that invited him to a Bible study. And okay. He went... Um, he became a Christian. He came back to campus and sat in a circle of us at a frat house, all partying, and slowly started sharing his faith with different people. Okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you've got... The drug dealer. The drug dealer. Converted. You're at a f- party at a frat house. Yeah. <laughs> and then this guy starts talking to you. And I already knew yeah. him. I okay, yeah, yeah. Friendship with him. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. So he told So me, what does he say? Yeah. Yeah, he just said, you know, what have you been doing? He told us, you know, me and another, a couple other people that were listening that he uh-huh. had moved off campus. I'm working now. Um, you know, I'm going to this really cool Bible study. You guys should come. Mm-hmm. And a couple of us did go. Okay. So he, he didn't like preach at you or Not something. Like, he just said, I'm, I'm doing this and this yeah. is really cool. Yeah. Mm. And people definitely noticed he wasn't like smoking or doing yeah. anything at this party, so it was obvious. <laughs> okay, so I'm there, ass- was something there was a change. About yeah, and, and I'm assuming you're you're seeing somebody that, by all intents and purposes, should be on the same dead end road as you're on, but somehow he got off it. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, and so you're saying, "Hey, what have I got to lose? Let me go check out what this guy's got going on." Is that? Fair to Absolutely. say. Absolutely. Okay. And another thing, the reason why I Whoa. think senior year was important was because I was starting to realize in May I graduate and I need to like 
become an adult. You got to grow up now. Yeah. Okay. I'm coming into the reality. You know, I don't want to be this. Pr- you know, that has yeah. been in in the back mm. of my mind. I don't want to be this. This isn't who I am. I don't want to be this person. Fortunately, that's a fairly common yeah a common thing when you go down that road. Okay, so. I, I just got a couple more questions because I mean sure. I love hearing the story. Okay, um, back to the drug dealer. No, yeah. no, 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 no. This is you because you know you grew up going to what was it Saucy Sunday Church or or whatever. Soupy. Soupy. I know. Was it Saucy Soupy? That was different about yeah, I mean, what was different about that Bible study that changed your life when all this other stuff you had hadn't changed it yet? I walked in and I felt immediately welcomed. I felt people. Just a warmth, a okay. genuine, you know, I mm-hmm. felt these people were authentic. Um, and, you know, they definitely, you know, knew the Bible and I was drawn to that. I immediately felt like mm-hmm. this is the truth I'm hearing. You know, it went back to even even though I was I grew up going to a church on Sunday. And that did plant some seeds in the mm-hmm. soupy, lukewarm church I went to. Um, the experience that really triggered a lot of things for me was maybe freshman, sophomore year in high school, a girlfriend, a neighbor on my street. I went to her youth group okay. where I think I developed you know, some more deeper understandings All right. maybe just that. So that going to that Bible talk with Tom at his neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. It's like, aha, this is what I remember. Right. And I felt those things earlier mm. when I put God on the back burner. Okay. These people are genuine. These people, I can tell, could be my friends. Yeah. There mm. are no, um, like, have-tos with them. I don't feel like I have to be a certain person mm-hmm. even in here. Mm. I think all those things kind cool. of, I realized. Mm. And it was multiple ages, you know. What? Mm. It wasn't. Just it wasn't like, full of old it, people sitting around and reading their Bible and college age people. It was everything. Kind of yeah. Yeah. And Tom was there, so so so. I mean, but that was, was a plus. Of course, <laughs> but this is now your Not husband. How, just how long did it take you to get close, Carol? Oh. Come on. This is not that podcast. Okay. <laughs> 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 Although saucy. Yeah. <laughs> no, and and the other part was. Everything we read, I just started feeling like, okay, I gotta stop doing this. Okay. Uh, mm. You know, I remember some verses that just were like, I can't talk like a sailor anymore. I don't want to, <laughs> mm. you know. Here's why. Bad, really. I can't, mm. you know, I don't want to yeah. do this. this. Here's why. This is what right. it makes me act like or look like or treat people. So, so just slowly started peeling those things out yeah. of my life, which mm. was awesome. <laughs> right, cast, casting them all. You feel like all of these things that you used to run after and grab and, and say, oh, I, I need this, I want this, I've yeah. got a right to this. Now you're saying, I can't wait to get rid of, shed this stuff and get Absolutely. rid of this Shackles, yeah. yeah, yeah. So what do you tell somebody? I think you know we, we probably need to wrap up. I don't know, Bob, oh, you're, yeah. you're, you're kind of the cat daddy over there on this clock. But um, So what do you tell somebody that they're, I mean, they're not a college student, but maybe they are, or maybe they're forty years old, you know, or, or older, or whatever. But they're still feel, I'm stuck. I'm I'm I, I, I'm trapped. I can't get out. I don't know what to do. What do you tell them? I, there is a way out. I mean, there is absolute, and there's happiness. Okay. There's, mm. there's joy in a different way. Right. You can find fulfillment <laughs> mm-hmm. without 
living that way. Right. You okay. absolutely can. And your relationships are so much more deeper and meaningful mm-hmm. versus mm. relationships you develop that are bonding over doing drugs or drinking right. together. It's silly foolishness, really. Yeah. In my experience. You know, mm. it's just... You think it's fun. You think it's great. And sure, there are times. And there may be at the point. Yeah, there were times that were fun. I have memories. It's not all bad. But when it's circled around something like that, it's just not. You just don't have that authenticity of a relationship. Mm. um, Like you do when you have that bond. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it makes sense. But I think there's more, Carol. You've got more to tell. Because, because, yes, there's a way out. You're living proof that there's a way out. Okay, I mean, you did it. Mm-hmm. It can be done. Um, and what, what you know, I you even point you and now Tom, the guy that took you to that study in his home. Mm-hmm. Now you and Tom have a study in your home. Yeah. To help mm-hmm. other people do that. Uh, we call it, that house church. We call that house church, but I mean, it doesn't matter really what you call it. What it is is a bunch of people meeting together. Um, and, and trying to help each other right. get to God. And, and that's what this whole podcast is about, right? Real people trying to seek a real God. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I mean, you've got more than just saying there is a way. You're saying, hey, I found a way. Maybe I can help you find a way. Right. And if someone yeah. asks you or you feel like you know someone that has that level of spirituality, don't say no to them. Yeah. You know? What's the harm in trying one mm. one time What's going to harm? church with someone, going to a house church with someone? Yeah, opening up opening that Bible. The Bible yeah, with someone. Mm. awesome. That's great. Yeah. Just another soupy Sunday. I feel like that could be a pretty good book series that Carol could initiate. And maybe have a tie-in with Campbell's. Who knows? Thanks so much to Carol for coming in and talking with us a little bit about her story and experiences uh, in college and all the way there over in Ohio and how that affected her walk with God and changed the direct uh, trajectory of her entire life. We're really excited to bring you more interviews as the weeks unfold. Uh, We'll have many, and most of the time they'll be uh, in conjunction with our kind of look into a deep topic. So look out for more interviews uh, in the future. And uh, please, if you have any comments, questions, ideas for directions the podcast could go in, we're still open to if people have better names for the podcast. Please email champagnechurch at gmail.com. We're looking forward to interacting with you. And uh, yeah, please just reach out. Thanks a whole lot. We'll uh, sign off from the land of corn and soy. See ya.